I would pray for those who had the desire to come, but for whatever reason couldn't make it. Bless them, Father. Bless all that are here. Bless their family collectively and bless everyone individually. God, we pray that whatever song we hear, scripture is read or word that's said, we can take heed to it, go out to make this a better world. God, we love you. We, as we open our church doors in your son Jesus' name, we pray for churches across the city, state, and nation. Continue to do the same. That any man, woman, boy, girl don't know you're the pardon of sin, let go and let God. God, we thank you for the reason of this season. Let us not get too wrapped up in spending and buying and giving and don't forget the true reading. We pray for family that are coming in and traveling grace as they hear and traveling grace as they go back. God, we love you. We pray for our past and the spoken word today. We pray for the staff and auxiliaries that make up this body of church. God, we love you. We humbly submit this prayer in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Merry Christmas to everybody. But I want you to remember whose birthday it is. Everybody know whose birthday it is? It's not your birthday now. Whose birthday is this? Come on, sing it. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, what's his name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Say it again. years ago the world was lost yes. and God sent his son to save the whole world and here we are today divided afraid not sure what's gonna happen but Jesus is still the reason for the season so let us grab the hand of our neighbor 
and lift up our thoughts and our hearts to an awesome God. Oh, precious Lord. We come now offering up praises and thanksgiving to you. Because without you, we would be nothing. Without you, we would not have a chance. It was because of you that we woke up this morning. It was because of you that we knew our own name. It was because of you that we have the activities of our limbs. It was because of you that we had food on the table. So dear God, we know that we couldn't thank you enough, but we gather together to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Dear God, we come now as a congregation to praise your most holy and precious name. But dear God, we know that there are some amongst us who have a heavy heart. There are some amongst us who had family members that were here last year, but that are no longer here. So dear God, we ask that you wrap your arms around them, whisper into their ear and let them know that you promised us that you'd never leave us or forsake us. Dear God, we ask that you pour out your spirit your comforting spirit, your spirit of peace, and allow us all to recognize that no matter what has happened, you are here with us. So now, dear God, we ask that you bless the man of God this morning, bless his family, and dear God, we ask that you prepare our hearts and minds to receive what you have for us. Dear God, we ask that you touch every heart in the building and touch those that are participating in, in this service we ask that everything be done in decency and in order dear god we recognize that we've asked a great deal of you but we know we serve a great god so dear god we ask that you hear this prayer that's uttered in the name of your son and our savior jesus christ let every heart in the building say amen amen amen, amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. I do say Merry Christmas to all who are here. And you know what? It, I think it'd be a good idea. Why don't you just turn to the person on your right and or your left and just say Merry Christmas. I love you. Amen. That was quick. <laughs> this time now we want to move ahead and we're going to ask that we prepare for the response to reading and if you would please stand and we'll get it from the media. May we read together? That was good, but I know we can do better. Again, please. And she gave birth to her first 
Amen. God bless you. We want to ask that you please join us now in the hymn for the morning. Oh, the blood of Jesus. I know that you know that, but you'll see the words on the screen, and we're going to ask that you sing as until the good Lord get the news. Amen. sense enough to get up and walk out of this amen. amen so we ask we we just we just have so much to be thankful for amen. amen and you know if we looked at ourselves real carefully and closely we may not even deserve what he gives us amen, amen. so that just simply tells us all that we need to just do a better job of doing what thus said the lord amen, amen. We're going to give you just a few announcements this morning. We ask that you please be conscious of those who are sick and shut in. We ask you to please pray for all of our, all of our members who are sick and shut in. Um, I know that the foster family is having some difficulty. We asked our own uh, president of our usher board back there. I know that he is still recuperating. And there are others, I'm sure, but... Whoever they are, we're going to ask that you just pray for them. Amen. And if you do that, heaven will get the news, and I know that they will also do better to get back in the, in the, in the service. So we ask that you please pray for those who 
may be sick or shut in or those who may be just a little bit less fortunate than ourselves. We're going to get some additional announcements now from the media. Media? Good morning, Kay Chapel. The Mission Ministry invites you to join us in the L Fellowship Hall between services as we celebrate your birthday. Join us for the Everyone's Birthday Tea on today, following the 8 a.m. and before the 11 a.m. worship service. We'll see you in the L Fellowship Hall for a lovely piece of birthday cake. Happy birthday, everyone. Here's another reminder of our worship services for the remainder of December. On today, we'll have our regular 8 and 11 o'clock worship service with Sunday School at 9.30. And join us on Monday night, December the 24th, for our Christmas Eve worship service at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary. And next Sunday, we'll have our joint year-end worship service at 10 a.m. No Sunday School. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin board for additional announcements and upcoming community events and to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family. Just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. As usual, we would like to take a little time and recognize our visitors and give them a welcome. So we, at this point, listen, if you are not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask, doesn't matter how many times you've been or whatever, you still, <laughs> what we think. So we're going to ask all of our visitors, if you would please, if you're not yet a member of this congregation right now, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming back to back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. More than one, I know. Come on, stand up, visitors. More than two, I know. Amen. <laughs> Remain standing, visitors. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reverend Buckley, our pastor, Mitchell, Reverend Hans Buckley, the entire K Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to worship with us today. If you just visited, please come anytime to schedule live. But if by chance you're looking for church home before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you to just find a home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get here at K Chapel Mission Baptist Church.
Amen. God bless you. This time we're going to pause now for time in our service again where we all can participate. And we're going to ask you to prepare for our tithe and offertory period. But I want to say something else to you. It's on my mind, so I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. We want you to give to the church. Amen. But you know what? And we're going to do it this morning. We have the greatest pastor you'll ever find in the whole world. Amen. And when we get through, we'll be back and let's show him how much we care. Amen. Pulpit. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. So bring ye all of the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough for you to receive it. Amen. Amen. Let me be sure that pastoral wonderful blessing will be done after this particular offering. So just want you to know that. Amen. The choir is coming now with the message and song. Letters and cars are being sent People generating a lot of excitement So don't forget to celebrate for charisma People traveling far and near To see the ones that they love so dear So don't forget to celebrate for charisma Christmas time Oh yeah Ooh. People on the go Christmas carols playing on the radio But don't forget to celebrate For Christmas Don't forget about the ones that's 
at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Oh. church say amen. amen let's say amen again amen. we certainly thank God for this day this is the day that the Lord has made we are rejoicing and we are glad in it amen, amen. we certainly are prayerful for those who are uh, experiencing uh, Christmas with perhaps a bit of sadness this year we want you to keep those individuals in mind who have experienced loss throughout the year and uh, keep them prayed up I see the Sylvester's out there. We are praying for you. God bless you and God keep you. We want you to also uh, keep in mind uh, that we did lose one of our longtime uh, members uh, earlier this past week, Dr. Uh, Autry Hickerson Smith, and that funeral will be on Thursday, Thursday the 27th 
uh, at 11, I'm sorry, at 1 p.m. at 1 p.m. And so we do ask that you keep uh, Dr. Smith, Dr. Robert Smith uh, and his family in your prayers. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, uh, Sister Helen Warner uh, lost her daughter-in-law, Angela Warner. Uh, Roderick uh, Warner is the husband, and that service uh, will be this Saturday at 11 as well. And so we, we want to say particular prayers and particular blessings upon on these families. It's a difficult time of year uh, to have to grieve, and uh, we want to keep them in our minds and in our thoughts. And certainly when you see them going about, give them a hug and give them a, a handshake and let them know that they're not going through this by themselves. Amen. Hey, will y'all do that? Amen. 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 Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Also, um, uh, we want to remind you of uh, Christmas Eve service schedule for uh, tomorrow, Christmas Eve. After all, the stores, I'm sorry, as all the stores are closing. Amen. As all the stores are closing, hopefully you've done all of your Christmas shopping. If, if not, uh, we, we want to see you at 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary as we prepare for our Christmas uh, day through our Christmas Eve services. We invite each of you to come and bring someone with you that we might center our hearts and prepare our minds to celebrate the Lord's birth uh, in the way that we as believers do. Amen. Amen, somebody. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Am I missing anything? There's so much. Yes, sir. God bless you. All right, all right, all right, all hearts and minds. Go ahead, Brother I just want us all to know, and I think you got the message early on, but now we're going to put it into action. Um, everybody in here knows that we have the best pastor you find anywhere at any time. Amen. So we need to let him know that we love him and that we care. Amen. So we're going to pause right now, and this choir is going to give us a message and song. And when the usher is going to come, we ask that you, let's just give a token, a wonderful token to our pastor. Amen? And let's do that right now. Come on, ushers. Come on, choir. Thank you. So good to me. 
for forever. Oh, are you done? Father God, we come now thanking you for the blessings of this day and for giving us the opportunity to return to this place. Father, we just want to thank you this morning for the most precious gift that has ever been given, and that is for your son Jesus, who came to this world as a child.
that we may have life. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would accept this offering, O oh Lord. Bless it. In the name of that son, Jesus, in whose name I pray. Amen. We're going to ask for the choir to do the final selection for the morning, after which we're ready for the wonderful message that we're about to receive. Choir. Yeah. 
wonder if there's anybody thankful for the cross this morning. Is anybody really thankful for the cross? I know it's sometimes out of date and we don't talk a whole lot about it, but I thank God for Calvary's cross because I know it's on the cross where he secured my salvation. Oh, and exchange it. Exchange it someday. I'll exchange, exchange it someday. I'll exchange it someday. For a crown. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Thank God. For the cross where salvation was secured. Thank God for the cross where our Savior died. Thank God for the cross. It is the emblem of our faith. And while we celebrate what happened on Calvary's cross, I invite you to join me at Bethlehem's cradle. For through the coming of the Christ child, we can indeed celebrate salvation. In Luke's gospel, chapter number two, beginning with verse 13, as we continue to trek through Luke's narrative of the birth of Christ, we've made it to this portion of Scripture. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Suddenly, there was with the angel, a whole lot of other angels. And the other angels started shouting glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace and goodwill to everybody. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk this morning from the subject God's glory and man's peace. God's glory and man's peace. I pray that as we have journeyed for the last few Sundays through this series we call Christ, unwrapping the Christ of Christmas. My prayer is that your heart is becoming more sensitive and your spirit is hearing more acutely how the birth of Christ transpired, but also why his birth matters and what his birth means to the believer today. It's good, yes, to Paul's and celebrate the birth of Christ coming into the world, but 
It's just another day off or another observation if you don't take the time to recognize how it applies and what it means to your life as a believer today. And this birth occurred over 2,000 years ago still matters and still has significance and meaning for the world. But also, for those of us who declare ourselves to be disciples of Jesus Christ. These few verses from Luke's narrative help us to see some of that significance this morning. Last Sunday, last Sunday, if you recall, we heard in our preaching moment an announcement from one angel of the Lord who comes to shepherds watching their flock by night. This one angel came out uh, and made this announcement to this lower class, marginalized, menial labor, labor force whose society left out and laughed at and declared first to this group, the Savior is born. Which suggests, my brothers and sisters, that God does not get caught up in how we classify people. I'm going to preach in just a minute here. Uh, the, the, the Lord is not interested in our labels. He is not interested in our lines that we use to separate and segregate people into cliques, classes, and clubs. But God sent the angels first to the shepherds, which says to the world that God has no respect of persons. Make no mistake, he's not impressed by your titles. God does not act according to our accolades or move because of our money or touch because of our titles. God so loved the world. Rich folk, poor folk, black folk, white folk, blue collar folk, white collar folk, folk in jail, folk out of jail, degreed folk, undegreed folk. God so loved the world. So an angel comes to this hard-working night shift shepherds and announce the birth of Christ. And after this one angel makes this grand announcement, the text says that an angelic force, an army of angels show up and begin to rejoice and praise God, saying glory to God in the heights. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward now, 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 Marino, it was enough to have one angel come from heaven. It was enough because remember, heaven had been quiet for 600 years between Malachi's prophecy and Matthew's gospel. Heaven had been shut up. So it was enough for just one angel to come on the scene. But now an angelic force shows up. Not only do they show up, uh, pow, but they show up and they start shouting. Glory to God in the highest. Now, that ought to grab your attention because heavens, because angels in heaven are exposed to some of the grandest sights and most splendid sounds to ever exist. And yet when they got to earth, they started shouting. Angels experience some of the most glorious views and grand vistas in heaven. And yet when they got to earth, they shouted. Angels witnessed some of the most wondrous worship in heaven. And yet when they got to earth, 
They shouted. What, what is it that could cause angelic angels who see all of that in heaven to come down to earth and start shouting? What, what could be so fantastic that, 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 that it would call angels who see glorious things in heaven all day? They, they see gold paved streets and crystal waters in heaven. What would cause them to come down to earth and see dusty roads and dirty water and start shouting? What, what? What, 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 what they see, they see the throne of the Lord and preciously adorned city walls in heaven. What would cause them to shout on earth? In heaven they see the Lord, God himself sitting on his throne high and lifted up. What would cause angels to shout on earth? And perhaps the more pressing question is that if angels can get excited about the Christ of Christmas, to the extent that it would cause them to shout, then what's wrong with Christians? What's wrong with us that we can look at Christmas and treat it like any old other holiday? What, what was going on with us that we can become so humdrum in our worship and so lackadaisical in our praise and, and so commonplace with how we treat this Christ child if angels can come to earth and shout? What's wrong with us? Christmas. Christmas is awesome and wondrous and there's something about Christmas that Christians need to recover and reclaim for ourselves. I think the answer to what calls angels to shout is actually in the text. They exclaim glory to God in the highest. First of all, you see at Christmas, we are given the opportunity to witness the glory of God. Now see, you, you already missed your shout right there. You, 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 I got to break it down because that really was your shout. At Christmas, we have been given the opportunity to witness the glory of God. I know, I know that, that that's not hitting you re real hard, but, but let me see if I can make you understand why that's so important. You remember Moses asked one day, Lord, let me see your glory. Wish I had some Bible readers in here. Said, Lord, let me see your glory. And, and, and God heard his request and said, Moses, you don't know what you're asking. Say, I, I, I can't let you see my glory. No, no man can see me and, 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 and live after he sees me. He said, but I tell you what I do, Moses, since you ask and since you have a heart to, to be intimate with me, what I'll do is, Moses, you see that rock there? Go stand on that rock. So stand on that rock and turn your face toward the rock. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass by. And while I pass by, I'm going to put my hand between you and me and I'm going to turn around so that my back is to your back. He said, and when I pass by, don't, don't look yet, he said, but when I pass by you, after I pass by, look and I'll let you see my back paw. 
See, that's all you can handle. That's all Moses you can handle is my back part because if you see me face to face, it's too much. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, so, so, so when Jesus Christ is born, Jesus is God wrapped in human flesh. He is fully God and yet fully man. He is fully divine and yet fully human. And when the angels got wind of what God had done, that the fact that his glory had been wrapped up in a way that man could see him, they started shouting. They said, wait a minute, God, you, you done something even we can't understand. We, we, even us, we, we have to have special equipment to deal with your glory. Don't you remember Isaiah's uh, vision? He said, I, in the year the king of I died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. He said, I looked, but I also saw creatures with six wings. He said, with two wings, they veiled their faces. With two wings, they veiled their feet. Why? Because his glory was too much even for the angels. They said with the two other wings, they flew around the throne of God. Now, if angels have to have six wings to deal with God's glory, he said this is something to shout about, that, that he's letting man see his glory and not have to have any of it. They said glory to God in the highest. On earth, peace, goodwill. That's something to shout about. I want to suggest to you, Jesus did not come to earth from heaven on the account of angels. But he came to earth from heaven on the account of us. He, he didn't come so angels would shout. But since he came, look like us who now understand what it took for him to come. Down through the old preachers used to say, down through 40 and two generations. When you look at all that he had to come through and, and make happen in order that he would be among us and dwell with us, look like we ought to get excited about that. Yes. If angels can be joyful about what the Lord has done for humanity, surely humanity ought to be joyful about it. But this text, this text, this text is not, is not Reverend Harrington, it's not just about God's glory, but it's about also man's peace. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. Goodwill toward men. They, they not only declare God's glory, but these angels pronounce man's peace. It is suggests that the coming of Christ offers the glory of God, but it also enters the man of the, the peace of man. And if there's anything we need this Christmas, is peace. Do I have a witness in here? We need peace. The world is sick with conflict and war. And we need peace between man and himself. It is sick from global warming and more and more the natural world pushes back. We 
even saw a tsunami come out of nowhere. The world is belching and burping because there's conflict within it between man and the environment. We need peace. Our communities are sick from violence. Violence that is oftentimes corroborated by poverty which results in poor education which increases the likelihood of incarceration which breaks down the family and we need peace. Between man and the policies, the government and the systems that negatively impact him. The world is sick in need of peace. <laughs> and while there are all kinds of policies and programs that can be instituted to radically change the personal conditions and social experiences of humanity, I want to suggest to you that the key to peace is keeping together what the angels kept together. Watch this. Glory to God, peace to man. Glory to God, peace to man. Don't, don't pull those two apart because that's when you get in trouble. Keep, keep glory to God right next to peace with man. It, it is to say that when we have our hearts bent toward God being glorified, then we will be at peace with each other. <laughs> when, when we're serious about glorifying God in our words and in our actions, in our language, in our policies, and in our legislation, then we will be at peace with each other. When God is glorified, when God is lifted up, in our attitude, in our dispositions, in, in the way we think and relate to each other, we will be at peace with each other. You see, peace, peace is not just the absence of conflict and animosity, but peace is the joyful presence of righteousness and justice. Peace is the tranquility of humanity existing as a beloved community of brothers and sisters in a mutual web of interrelatedness. In his letter in Birmingham jail, Dr. King writes these words, quote, In a real sense, all of life is interrelated. All men are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. He says, whatever affects one directly, affects all indirectly. I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be, end of quote. It is in this reality of mutuality then that the glory of God and the peace of man coexist. I submit to you that if man is going to be at peace and live in peace, then it begins with God being glorified. In my language, glorify God. In my actions, glorify God. In my attitude, glorify God. In my thinking, glorify God. In my relationships, glorify God. When glorifying God becomes my aim, then peace becomes my end. My hope and prayer for you is that this Christmas, you will experience the peace of God. You will experience peace with self. And you will experience peace with others. 
Let me deal quickly with those three and I'll be going in my seat. Peace with God. I think it's understanding when we talk about peace with God that a lot of the anxiety that people have in life, really when you break it down and you talk to them in depth, you will see that a lot of it has to do with their relationship with God. So many people are tense, tight, and in turmoil right now because of their relationship with God. Some of the altercations that result between people goes back to a lack of peace that they have with God. If I were in a right place and space with God, I'd relate to you differently. If I were in a right place and space with God, I'd think about you differently. If I were in a right place and space with God, I would respond to you differently. Do I have a witness here? Good news this morning is that there is no reason for you not to have peace with God. For Paul writes in Romans 5 and 1, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says that by believing in Christ then, we are justified by our faith in Christ. And as such, we then have peace with God. What are you saying, preacher? If you want to experience peace, it starts with getting right with God. You want peace of mind? Get right with God. You want peace in your home? Get right with God. You want peace in your marriage? Get right with God. You want peace with your children? Get right with God. You want peace on your job? Get right with God. You want peace with your wife, with your spouse, your husband? Get right with God. And when... I'm not at odds with God anymore. I begin to see life differently. See, can I come down somebody's street? Somebody thinks that God don't like them. No, no, no. I know the church thing. I know church says God so loved the world, and you know how to say that. You, you know how to say it. You know how to say it. But, but because of how life is happening for you, some of you think God don't like you. He loves you, but he don't like you. And the reason you think he don't like you is because if he liked me, I wouldn't be dealing with all this stuff. And, and you're not, and, and, and so maybe you wouldn't say it like that, but, 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 but you think God is against you. Maybe you say it like this. Well, he just paying me back. Oh, that's your language. Well, yeah, you know, in 80, 83, that was... Eighty-three was a good year. Ninety-four. Oh Lord, Pat, don't say it. Don't say it. Ninety-four. That was a year. Amen. And and some of you think the Lord is just getting you back for what you did, and you don't understand. Oh God, if you were at the cantata last week, that God is on your side. 
God is not against you. God is for you. God is on our side. And my prayer for you is that you will leave this place understanding that you can have peace with God. Not having to wonder if God loves you and likes you. Secondly, you need to have peace with self. The reality is that a lot of Christians are living in conflict with themselves. Carrying a sense of guilt. Carrying anxiety, all that tends to paralyze us or make us hopeless. Here again, believing the promise of God with a view towards glory, glorifying him is key. Paul writes it like this in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Did you see that? He says, listen, Paul says, listen, the stuff that you're carrying, all of the guilt, all the anxiety, all of the fears, all of the worries, all of the doubt, he said, cast that on the Lord. Give it to God. Don't, don't, let, don't be anxious or worried about anything. Pray about it. And when you give it to God, Paul says what will happen is you'll, there'll be an exchange. You'll give him your problems and he'll give you his peace. And I don't know about you, but that's an exchange I'm willing to make. God, you, you take my pain, give me your peace. You, you take my problems, give me your peace. You, you take my frustrations, give me your peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. When we do this, we come to him. When we come to him and trust him as a loving and almighty father who helps us, his peace then comes into our hearts and steadies us anchors us and guards our hearts so that we aren't messed up by guilt. See, watch this. It's one thing to give it over, but it's another thing for our hearts to then be guarded. And what God says, what Paul says is when you give it over, the peace of God will come in, but it will also guard your heart so that you don't have to carry the stuff anymore. I told you Christmas has application beyond opening gifts, beyond singing carols. Christmas has an application of the peace of God coming into our hearts and guarding us. And I can live this 365 days of the year. I don't know about you, but I need my heart guarded. Guarded from life's worries. Guarded from life's frustrations. Guarded from the anxieties of the job. Guarded from everything that comes in like a flood. Guard me, oh God. Lastly, lastly, Christmas. Christmas gives us the possibility of having peace with others. Now here it is. Here it is, y'all. This is the one that we need to talk about. Yeah. Because if they hadn't already gotten here, 
They're on their way. And they got your address on GPS. And, and everything that you can't stand, they bringing it with them. Help me preach this Holy Ghost. Everything you don't like, the very thing that calls y'all to live in different cities is coming home. Help me somebody. And, and what this says is that we can have not only peace with God, not only peace within ourselves, but we can have peace with each other. Peace with each other. How? How? How is it possible? Let me give you two scriptures and I'm through. Romans 12 and 18. I love it because Paul says this and, 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 and he's quite honest when he writes this. He says, if possible, as much as live within you or so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with everybody. It's almost as if Paul is, it understands that it's some folk who just hard. Help me, Holy Ghost. I know you ain't got none of them like that in your family, but, but, but Paul evidently had some where he said, it's just hard to get along when it ain't took. Come on and talk to me if you can. It's just hard to get along with T.T. and, and Momo and, 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 and whatever y'all call it. You know her. You, you got your name. It's just hard to get along with her. And Paul says, if possible, as much as you got within you, let there be peace between you. What does that mean? That means, watch this, that means that as a Christian, there are going to be some times when I got to realize I need to hold my tongue. There are going to be some things I want to say that I know if I say it, it's going to mess up Christmas and I'm going to hold my Come on and talk to me, believers. There, there's some things that I'm known to get off my chest, but this ain't a good time to do it. Why, why don't I wait until summer? Why, why don't I wait until after the holiday? Why don't I wait until we can get together and really solve this thing? Don't use Christ's birthday. Help me, somebody. We're we going to get through this, but, but can I make an appointment with, appointment with you on, on maybe the day after New Year's? So we can start the new year. Come on and talk to me here. As much as possible, live at peace with each other. But then he says this, and I'm through. He says this in Ephesians 4 and 31. You find it in your Bibles. It's in your Bible. If you didn't tear it out, it's there. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. And then he says this, be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. But you say, that, that Paul is saying, listen, when, when you think you got to Give them a piece of your mind. Remember how God forgave you. When you think you got to get even and make sure they know how they crossed you, remember how God forgave you. When you think you're ready to write them off and never give them another chance, remember how God gave you another chance. And let all bitterness, 
wrath, anger. Marcus, where's Marcus? Marcus, chew it up, let go. Let God. Some, some things you just got to let it go. You've been holding on to it. Bless you, Marcus. You've been, you, you've, been, you've been making this too much a part of your present reality. And it's time for you to let it go. And, let, and listen, if you want peace this Christmas, this would be a grand time for you to let go. <laughs> and let God have his way. God bless you and God keep you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Experience the peace of God. Yes. Mm. The doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Perhaps you've been in conflict with him in your thoughts and in your mind. It's time for you to have peace with God. Won't you come now? Hallelujah. There was so much on my mind. Yes, yes. Surging for that peace. For the peace. But peace I could not find. Yeah, yeah. What'd you do? And then I kneeled down to pray. Yeah, yeah. Pray Hallelujah. and help me please. Doors of the church are open. Won't you come now? Then he said, you Somebody needs to give us something over. Give it up. Give it over. We'll pray for you. We can help you to let it go. Soon as. Soon as I stop worrying. Tell your name and let go. And let go. I let them have. That's when. That's when things. battle yes sir it's not my battle to fight but i know if i put it in his hand everything. that everything will be all Until you let it go. This is your moment. This then is your I time. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. You've been holding it long enough. You've been trying to do it your way let long enough. Let him have his way. Let him have it. Hallelujah. Soon as soon as I 
down the hill had caused a chain reaction. When I get in my car and say, okay, Lord, let's go. When I get where I'm going, I tell him thank you. Even when I leave work, I tell him thank you for the day. Mm. But young people, as well as us old, being elderly, stop and think. My God, I'm bruised up. Age comes with some of that. But I was able to pull to the side with my flashers. God is a good God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I know what he can do for me and man. My God. We have truly been blessed. We were lost family members. But yes. God is still good. Talk about it. Yes. Yeah. And when you have family, we may not like their lifestyle. But you love them anyway. We don't make them. They may not like us. But we have to start somewhere. My mother had one child. That was me. I lost her and her mother one month, one day apart from my 12th birthday. 
But my grandmother had taught my uncles how to take care of me. So they became, even though I had a father, they became my fathers, my brothers, my uncles, my cousins. And but most of all, God was ahead of us all. We were taught that. Tell somebody you love them. A lot of young people don't understand that. They come to work and they come to work. But you got to take the Lord everywhere you go. Mm. And normally they say when you're at least two miles close to home, that's when your biggest accidents happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm a living witness. My God, it's good. It can't nobody take that from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Yes. Sister Hartfield comes with the testimony. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. This is my church home. Yeah, welcome I grew up home. here. Um, I live in Atlanta, and I just want to just praise God. Reggie, I'm, I call him Reggie because I grew up with him in this church. But Pastor Buckley, um, you blessed my soul this morning. My family went through something two days ago. My daughter's 20 years old. She was talking about a car accident. She goes to work at like 2 in the morning. She drove um, to work. It was raining. I got a phone call at 4.30, and I knew it was my daughter. Knew something had happened because she was supposed to be at work. You get a call at 4, four yeah, o'clock, yeah. yeah, my heart sank. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the call. I called the number back. It was the hospital. All kinds of things were going through my mind. Yeah, yeah. I called back. The lady said, oh, it's the admin. Um, you have to wait for them to call back and you know at four you don't have your bearings yeah, yeah. and so I hung up the phone and I called back and I said uh, it's my daughter in this hospital you know you have to ask specific questions and they said yes and I talked to her and I knew she was okay but when my she had a car accident she flipped several times wow. a lot of you have seen my Facebook post because I did a testimony on there and if you had seen that car, my daughter should not be here. Wow. But God. God, 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 God. My daughter's name God. is Alondra Faith Cooper. And I said that faith is all. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and 1 has always been my favorite scripture because that's what I have to live on. And I know that God has something better for her. But not just that. I've been tested. My job is on the line. Um, you know, I'm having problems with my oldest daughter. We're not really getting along. We came downstairs to go to the hospital to get her, and my roof, my um, ceiling was leaking. And I just put a towel on the floor, and I said, Lord, I just can't take no more, but I'm a control freak. And I know that everything that's going on in my life is because God wants me to lean on him. I had a conversation with my father, and he said, you know, you talk about faith, and he wasn't just talking about me, just people. But when you're in that situation, can you walk by faith? Yes. Can you have peace yes. of mind yes. to know that whatever That's you're going through, that the Lord is going to pull you through? Because if you look back over your life and you see all the other things that he's brought you yes. through, that you couldn't see, you couldn't see your way, and he brought you through that, he will bring you through this. And I just want y'all to know that God is good. He is awesome, and he can do above and exceedingly anything that you can ever imagine in your mind. So keep the faith and have peace that God is going to see you through.
it all. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Sister Wilson comes for prayer. Bless his name. And I want to ask Reverend Redmond if he would administer oh, his prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, we've heard your preached word. Lord, it was made plain to us that you sent your darling son, Jesus the Christ, for times like these. We've heard testimonies, testimonies that you're someone that we can lean on, that we can depend on in a time of trouble. You are very pre present her help. Lord, you give us the strength to go on day by day. But dear Lord, sometimes, sometimes we get a little shaky. Sometimes our, our knees get a little weak. Sometimes, dear Lord, our faith even get a little weak. Sometimes, Lord, we, if we just make it plain, sometimes we, we get a little doubt. But Lord, where we are weak, Father, we pray that you strengthen us Strengthen us, Lord, on every, on every side. For, Lord, we know that we need you, and we can't do without you. Now, Lord, for those that have come down and that have testified to how good you are, we ask that you bless them. And for the others, Lord, who wanted to come down but were just a little hesitant for whatever reason, Father, we pray that you, that you bless them too. And, Lord, we ask now that heaven, heaven, we ask that you that you help us all. The Lord, we pray to the Father now, we pray to the Son, and we pray to that of the Holy Ghost. Now let every voice in here say amen one time for the Father, amen one time for the Son, amen one time for the Holy Ghost, amen, hallelujah, God is good, hallelujah, you get to praise God. Amen, amen, and amen again. Hallelujah. the brethren are coming you know miracles are still happening sisters and brothers miracles are still taking place Jesus committed miracles when he was on earth but he still committed miracles today Thursday I went to surgery I had surgery on my right eye and it was serious the doctor had a follow-up examination on Friday. He said, Mr. Wright, your eye looks good. And I don't know if you're going to be able to see clearly or blurry. But if you can see clearly, I'm going to let you go ahead and start back driving. I want you all to know that God's favor is for real. God's favor is for real. All we have to do is trust him. And I want you to keep lifting everyone up that just came up here and know that God is real. 
drive. I'm driving. I'm driving. And, and I can see. All right. All right. I just, I just want to be clear on that. I want to be clear. I want to be clear on that. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful and thankful we are for this time and for this sharing of this memorial meal where we remember the sacrifice of our Savior, your Son. God, now as we partake of this bread and drink of this cup, we pray, oh God, that more of your power, more of your mercy, more of your personality will in fact become a part of who we are. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. If by chance there's anyone with us with a gluten sensitivity, we do have gluten-free waivers available. If you will identify yourself, Deacon Gentry will serve you so that you might participate with us. We don't want anyone left out because of dietary concerns of that nature. So if you need that wafer, Deacon Gentry will serve you. Let's praise God together.
Let us break bread together. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Just drink wine together. sang the hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives.
Oh God, let there be peace on earth. Let it begin with us. Let it begin in our homes, in our hearts, in our relationships, and in our responses. Bless us now that the joy, the hope, the love, and the peace of Christmas would be ours throughout the year. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now, henceforth and forevermore, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.